Hello, my friends. Today, Psalm 86. We're going to read it in the NIV. And this is a Psalm of David, a lonely prayer of David, because it's the only poem of his in Book 3 of the Psalms, as Derek Kidner notes. Anywho, here we go. Hear me, Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Guard my life, for I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I call to you all day long. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord. Listen to my cry for mercy. When I'm in distress, I call to you because you answer me. Among the gods, there's none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. All the nations you've made will come and worship before you, Lord. They will bring glory to your name, for you are great and do marvelous deeds. You alone are God. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love toward me. You've delivered me from the depths among the realm of the dead. Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame for you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. Oh, yeah. So, the flow of this psalm, there's obvious desperation in the beginning of the psalm. Uh, I'm poor and needy. I need your protection. I need you to save me. I need your mercy. I'm calling on you all day long. Uh, Bring joy. I put my trust in you. So there's an absence of security and uh, joy and all these kinds of things and uh, starts to uh, kind of pick up and, and focus away from his own circumstances toward God and God's character uh, and and there's this very deliberate kind of rise into praise in this psalm and and there's a consistent calling on the Lord and in English Lord uh, that's rendered that way in in English can either come from Yahweh the name of God or Adonai uh, which is more like master or sovereign and that word Adonai uh, occurs seven times in this psalm uh, so looking to God as as the great master, uh, as the sovereign above all. And then, and then there's this series of comparisons in verses 
uh, 8 through 10. It's like, uh, you're greater than all the other gods. There's no one like you. Uh, all the nations, um, yeah, all, all the works around uh, the world, the works of nature, um, none of those things can compare to you. Uh, the creator, so distinguishing creator and creation. And then, then it gets to the, the nations and all of humankind. You've made them too. You're greater than them. And then uh, for you alone do great and marvelous deeds. Uh, history records all sorts of deeds, but you are you alone <laughs> are, are great among uh, all of those. And history records what you have accomplished yeah uh and then it gets to it all the series of comparisons isn't just some out there exercise uh but it's about taking all of the extraneous thoughts all the places where david's mind is scattered and wandering and saying teach me your way that i may rely on your faithfulness and give me an undivided heart my mind can race in all kinds of different directions especially based on where i'm at and uh lord unite my heart you've united the whole cosmos under your control and so unite my mind and my heart in the same way james 1 talks about being double-minded paul battles with this tug of war um, but then he kind of drives toward it david does in verse 12 uh, that i can praise you with my whole heart that my whole heart would be united in praise because you've delivered me even from uh, death from the depths uh, and this is singing the future as though it's already here. But then uh, David loops back around in verses 14 to 17 and identifies the threat. There's arrogant people who don't care about God, who are around him, uh, people who are ruthless um, and uh, who are out to get me kind of thing. And so uh, David identifies that this is the situation around him. Uh, but similarly to 2 Samuel 16, uh, he's also bracketing this with, uh, maybe God uh, encouraged them to be this way and maybe there is something that I must learn from uh, their criticism as well. Uh, verse 15 is almost a direct quote from Exodus 34, verse 6, listing off the attributes of God and then the closing Turn to me, have mercy on me, show your strength, save me because I serve you. But then verse 17 uh, really <clears throat> kind of is still asking for uh, the change of circumstance. And so there's a sense in which it never uh, totally uh, changed, at least not yet. So this psalm can remind us that when life seems out of control uh, and you're surrounded by all sorts of people who have no regard for God, then remember who God is and remember that God is in control. I want to close out this time uh, with first a prayer from Martin Luther and then a prayer from Eugene Peterson. 
O Lord Almighty, you alone are God, and besides you there is none other. Heaven is your throne, and the earth is your footstool. But seated high, you look upon the poor and lowly. Remember that we are dust, and without you we can do nothing. And be yourself the help of our countenance. Remove our sins from us, and save us from the hand of our enemies, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And then Eugene Peterson's prayer. God, my soul feels scattered and incoherent like that poor wretch legion, for we are many. Gather up my diverse needs, my conflicting desires, my jumbled identity, and make a harmonious whole of me. Give me an undivided heart to revere your name. Amen. Be well, my friends.